This morning, the Gemara itself teaches us how to learn, how to find matmonim, how to find the the hidden treasures. The methodology is given to us in the Gemara itself. We're continuing on the story from yesterday in the Mishnah, where we had Rabbi Shimon with the story Omar Rabbi Shimon, the story of Tebi, the servant of Rabbi Shimon of Rabbi Gamliel. Tanya, we have a brayso. Omar Rabbi Shimon misichatosho Rabbi Gamliel lamadnu shnei dvarim. From the conversation of Rabbi Gamliel in his sukkah that year. We learn two things. We learn two halachot. We learn that um, slaves are potter from the mitzvah of sukkah, and we've learned that if you sleep under a bed in a sukkah, you are not yotze. So what is, here's the, the matmon. It says the Gemara, Why do you use the word sichato? There's the matmon. You're using an unusual word. That's a sign that there's a hidden treasure there. You should say from what Rabbi Gamliel said. From what we should say from what um, Rabbi Gamliel said. Why does it say sichato? What's the difference between sicha and dibur? In that lies the matmon. It says the Gemara Milta and We learn an, an additional thing here uh, that the uh, the Brisa teaches us. Rabbi Shimon teaches us an additional thing. That Rav 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 said. How do you know that even the sikha, the conversation of Tamidei Chachomim, should be studied and you can extract principles of Torah and Halacha from it? That from the, the Apostolic in, in Tehillim, in the very first parak of Tehillim, uh, where it talks about a Talmid Chachom, like a tree on the side of the water, and his leaves will not wither. So how do you see from that, and, and its leaves will not wither, how do you see from that that you've got to study the words of a Talmud Chachem? Says Rashi on that posuk, that's the sikh of Talmud Chachem, because alehu lo yibo means afilu hapsoletshebo. The leaves meaning you've got a fruit tree, what you really want is the fruit, that the, the, the leaves is not really what you want, it's the psolet, it's the discard. Even the discard, that which you don't necessarily want, needs limud. But Rabbi Hananel says on our on our omud, matzanu ki aleha ilan nikru sichim. We find that the leaves of a tree are called sichim, and he brings psukim. Kemoshe nikru divrei Torah sicha, just as Torah is called sicha. Kidichtiva kitzote hita sichecha. And when you wake wake up, when you wake up, it will be your conversation. So says Rabbi Hananel, it's not by chance. These are not two completely different concepts. The, the siach meaning conversation and siach meaning leaves of a, of a plant. You would think they have nothing to do with each other. It says Rabbi Nechanan, it's not coincidental that the same root is used for both. It's, the reason is to teach us an underlying principle, as we've been discussing the last few days, the importance of being able to, discuss, to discover the underlying principle. And that's a way of thinking in the Torah. And it's a way of thinking that one has to grasp for everything one does. It's, a, it's, it's what makes the difference in business. Uh, it's where innovation lies. It's where new thinking lies. It's what makes a difference in discoveries and inventions. Are people who are able to understand how different things interconnect and see the patterns of underlying principles. And that's a capacity that you develop through the learning of Torah. To say that it's, it's sichim, the word sichim we translate it as, as leaves of the tree. And, but it's also siach. So you see there's a connection between the, the type of Torah you get when you wake up in the morning. What's the type of the Torah you get when you wake up in the morning? Says the Matsudas David. Um, what does Hita Sichecha mean? Tedaber imach. 
conversation is two ways. And there's a time when the Torah talks to you. And that's when you, when you wake up in the morning, Sometimes we just talk to somebody to chill with them, to create connection with them. The Torah does that in the moments after you wake up. If you go to sleep with Torah on your mind, you're thinking of something, you've worked something out as far as you can go, and you go to sleep and that's the last thing on your mind, then when you wake up in the morning, there's a good chance that the Torah talks to you. But you've got to hear it. The trouble with, with conversation is sometimes people talk and we don't hear. Sometimes the Torah talks to us and, and we don't hear. It's like, a, like I had that experience yesterday morning, when I, when the, the, the matman from yesterday. When I woke up, I, I only knew we were going to talk about the Tosfus on the previous day. That's all I knew. In the morning I woke up and I, and I knew to look at the Rambam in Hilchus Deus, Perik Hay. It was like it was all laid out. It was all there already. The, the mind carries on working. And, and the Chidor actually explains how it works. He wrote a sefer called the Chomat Anach. Anach is from Oraisa and the Vim Ksuvim. It's a perush on, on Tanakh. The Chidor was very prolific. The Chidor um, was born in Yerushalayim, 18th century. He came from Morocco. His family previously were from the Gerushe Sfarad. They were expelled from Spain. They came, his father came to Israel in the late 17th century, probably. Um, and he traveled a lot. He raised money for the community in Hebron. He used to travel to Europe. He was offered positions of Rabonis in Amsterdam at the famous... Spanish-Portuguese shul, which we've spoken about before. He was one of the rabbonim who was offered that position, and he didn't take it. He wanted to stay in Israel. Eventually, uh, on his travels, and he also one of those people who kept, I told you, the, the Bautanura wrote a travel journal. The Chido also wrote travel journals. And uh, the last place he went to was Livorno. And they asked him to become the rov in Livorno in his old age. And he agreed on condition they would let him publish his forum, print, print his stuff while he was there. Livorno, we've learned already, was a place of, of, it was a great publishing center. A lot of Sforim were printed and published there. So he felt that was a, a place that he could do that. And a lot of what he wrote, he wrote a fortune, was, was printed and published in that period of time in Livorno. And one of the, one of the things, it was a big, it was a Makubal as well. And one of the things he brings, Rabbeinu Chaim Vital. Rabbeinu Chaim Vital is the person, as we've talked about, was a, uh, one of the great Sfats. Mekubolim, who brought all that all that we know of the uh, of the Ari we have through Reb Chaim Vital, um, we wouldn't we wouldn't know anything. The Ari didn't write anything, uh, and he writes in the name of Reb Chaim Vital. If when your soul went to Shomayim, which it does every night, you were fortunate enough to hear a chidush in Divrei Torah there. The Torah will remind you when you wake up in the morning, it will tell you what you learned up in Shemayim. It's an incredibly valuable time if you think how we mess our times up. So what's the most valuable time of the day the moment you go to sleep? What's on your mind? And we watch TV, or we read a novel, or we read the newspaper, and, and that's how we go to sleep. Well then, okay, don't expect any communication. And, and the next most important, you wake up in the morning. To be able to hear what's the Torah saying to you. You're not going to hear it with your ears. And you're not going to hear it with your, with your left brain and analytical brain. You're going to hear it poetically. You're going to feel it. So those moments, the moment you go to sleep, the moment you wake up, what innovation there can be there. What insight you can have in those moments. And we blow them. It's, it's amazing when you think of it. And the... Um, 
this idea of of tesichecha of what is this vahakitzote uh, he tesichecha that the the chidos talks about it being it comes to you. The Malbim says kisiachem hadiburim hamachshavim haniflatim minarayon beetam chashev. Siach is the, are the thoughts that just come to you. They're, they're intuitive. They just come to you. They're, they're unintentional. Intentional thoughts are diburim. Unintentional things that just come to you. Um, the, the Rav Kook says, for example, that um, siach are those things in a field that, just, that weren't cultivated. Little bushes and weeds. and That's sichim. Now with Shemitah we talk about sichim. Those are sichim. Siach is something that just grows unintentionally uncultivated. Mm-hmm. And there are diburim, which we really cultivate. We think before we speak. We prepare a presentation. We prepare a shir. There's cultivated thoughts. And then there are the thoughts that aren't cultivated. But even the thoughts that aren't cultivated come from somewhere. And the same as you can look at a, a garden. You can look at a person's yard and you see what's growing there. So you can tell something about the person. Is it just overrun with weeds and grass? Are there beautiful fruit trees? Is there a beautiful garden? Is there lawn, grass over there? You see what the person's doing. It's the same. Notice your sikhim. Notice your unintentional thoughts because that tells you what's going on in your deepest being. Tells you who you are. And when you're just chatting with somebody, you're just talking and whatever comes to mind when people are, are, are talking as we... Um, uh, as, as the Matsuda says, when you're just having a drink with somebody and you're talking, that's what's important because what that conversation is tells you what your field is producing. It tells you the quality of your, of your field. It's not cultivated. It's just there. It tells you what you need to know about the person, but more important, about yourself. That's what it tells you. That when you notice what you're thinking, you're in the middle of davening and your mind goes somewhere. Notice where your mind goes. Because that will tell you a whole lot about where you're at, where you are. When you're daydreaming, notice where you're daydreaming. When your mind wanders, which it does all the time, and it's meant to wander, just notice where it's wandering. Because that will tell you. And when, and when you're talking, just chilling, just without any kind of preparation and any intentionality, notice what you talk about. Because that's going to tell you who you are. It's going to tell you everything you need to know about, about who you are. Um, and it, it, it's interesting that um, in, in Masech the Soifrim, I found this beautiful, this beautiful mission in Masech the Soifrim, Omru alav al Hillel, they said about Hillel, Shelo azav divrei chokhmah, shelo lamda. There was no chokhmah that Hillel didn't, didn't study. All the languages he studied. And I feel even the, the languages of mountains and hills and valleys, sichat etzim asavim. And the, and the conversation of trees and grasses. So that's why leaves are called siach, because they converse. And you hear, you hear the trees, you hear the grass, you hear the wind in them. Now again, you're not going to understand that by applying your left brain analytical mind. That's not going to tell you what they're saying. You need a poetic mind. You need an artistic mind. And that's a part that we don't develop. We're so busy developing the left-hand side of our brain, our analytic brain, that we don't allow ourselves to hear the poetry because it's in that poetry. Hillel studied that poetry. What are they saying? What, what is the sounds of these, of these trees and the grass? And it's the same with people. Sometimes they're just talking. But what they're talking about tells you, uh, tells you a whole lot and what you're talking about and thinking t- tells you a whole lot. Uh, and it's, in, in, in a leadership situation, it's important. You're leading people. You know, hop into the canteen, hop into the, when they're, when they're having coffee, hear what they're talking about. Because that's going to tell you a lot about who your team is. 
not what they tell you when they come to present to you. What they talk about, that's going to tell you what's really going on. And you've got to be able to hear those things. And you've got to be able to use your intuitive mind to be able to hear the silences and to be able to hear between the words what's really going on under the surface in the land. What, what is this land producing in an uncultivated way? That will tell you about what the, what the land really is. And when it comes to Talmidei Chachomim, that's why when Talmidei Chachomim say things spontaneously, they're just talking about, they just listen carefully because that's produced by, by the essence of who they are. Nothing is produced from the surface. It's produced by the essence of who they are. And if it's not cultivated, it's still who they are. Just as when you wake up in the morning, listen to what your heart is saying, because it might be telling you what it learned at night in Shomayim, um, if you went to sleep in the same way. So when we're listening to Talmidei Chachomim, Afilu Sichat Talmidei Chachomim, even if it's just Sicho, it's the stuff that just comes out. It's not something that they've intended to. Tzricho Limud, study it, because you'll learn so much from what comes out of that. Be around Talmidei Chachomim when they're just talking because from their, their, so to say, idle chatter, you'll be able to learn so much about about who they are. So here you get an idea of how to extract a matmon from a a memra of Rabbi Shimon just by the fact that he uses the word sicho and not dibu. The Gemara extracts this whole idea which uh, which we've talked about today.